This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, and today is day 19 of the 100 days of AOM Q&A. If you're new here, welcome. We have over 100... 200 episodes on all sorts of marriage topics. Go look through our archives. You can go search things on our website. Uh, but we're here for you because marriage is sometimes not simple. You're yeah, welcome. it's definitely not. And we do four things every day. But before I tell you about the four things, go to anatomy... Go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get a 100% free ebook audiobook on. it's an audiobook it's not an ebook these are You're different right. things an i A-book. adore you but it is it's not a, it's an ebook an ebook <laughs> go get your free audiobook um at uh nat, what it is is it a nat no nope. audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage good gracious we're gonna lose a sponsor okay well it's not even a sponsor <laughs> we just get money from it so uh that's hilarious okay but every time we do four things we pray we share a past gratitude because gratitude changes our brains and changes our hearts and we do a review of the day and also we answer your questions and we're live on instagram we are live on facebook and we take live questions kind of an ama style and then you can listen to it later on the podcast so why don't you pray today i think i prayed yesterday Dear God, help us be able to speak normally and not trip over our words. Help us to have an amazing day and be like Captain Marvel in all we do. Amen. I feel like a superhero today. You do? Why? I do. I just do. Uh, so That's good. I want to fly into the universe and feel great. So what are you a gra- gratitude for? What do you think? I was going to think of mine while you were telling me yours. Um, I can't think of one. Nothing? Honestly. You're not Actually, thankful? you know what I'm thankful for? We had a very long conversation the other night, which you called a fight, which I'm not thankful for that. I don't like it when you call conversations fights. But It was heated, big you, time. You were heated, but you didn't stay heated. Thank you. You're welcome. The show is over. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's actually hard to think of things <clears throat> that you're thankful for. Like I do You've a done it journal. like 500 days in a row. <laughs> well, yeah, I think. But even in that in itself, there's always something to be thankful for. And this morning in my gratitude journal or just writing, I was like, 
I'm feeling weird, you know, kind of like, and what am I thankful for? I was like, I don't know. Nothing's good. But I was like, wait a minute. That's Feelings stupid. are fickle. Let's get that's, past that. That's goofy. Yeah. And I was thankful for my health, your health, the kids, the opportunities. I have a wife. I have kids. People don't have those things. Mm-hmm. People have lost those things. So I have them. So Wonderful. High five to You can't be impatient when I'm doing thankfulness. I'm not impatient. I love it. You and did this. I, I listen to audiobooks on 1.5 speed. Oh. Kick it up. Okay. Hey, Holland Notes. How about some free tattoos? I know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, review of the day. Five stars from Cozy in Ohio. Hello, my friend. Which I thought it was Cozy in Ohio. <laughs> That's the first time she's like, I live in Ohio. I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. An overdue review. This podcast is the real deal. This podcast explores not only the challenges of communication within marriage, but the biological, psychological, spiritual aspects of just being plain human and in relationship with others. Seth and Melanie don't brush their differences under the rug and even occasionally argue live on the show, which tells their listeners they are open and vulnerable for the right reasons. I work alone in my profession and feel as though... Feel as though these two are keeping me company Monday through Friday, helping me grow as a person and providing wisdom and knowledge I can later digest with my husband. Keep being raw and real. Nice. Thank you, Cozy in Ohio. <laughs> Cozy in Ohio. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. Your reviews really do matter. It uh, well, it matters a lot. Mostly to it makes us feel good. It, it gives us encouragement, and the non five star reviews help us to tweak the show to better serve you. And we help. read every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first question that we have is regarding yesterday's episode and it Mm -hmm. says, I loved yesterday's show. I'm very visual person. So I really like the analogies. Here's my question regarding the arm analogy. What if I'm doing all the forearm stuff, even without the expectation of getting sex out of it? And my wife is still rejecting me every time I should, uh, I should mention it has been over a year since we last had sex before that it was over three years. So thank Mm. you. For sharing that, and that yeah. gave me tons of ideas. Can I say my ideas? Yep, or do you I was going to go say, first? I know that you had some ideas because you said earlier, so go for it. Well, I when I was I read that, and thank you again for sharing it, and I sat down and I was like doodling out things because what I was imagining was that, you know, we use this forearm analogy, that and forearm and hand analogy that like, mm-hmm. hold your arm up again. So it's like, you know, the forearm is sort of, you know, a type of connecting and then sex mm-hmm. is over here. So the forearm is like foreplay almost. And then this part is actual... Chore play. Um, you coined the term chore I, play I did not coin that. Kenan, I think, said it. Oh, um, good job. But then the hand part is like the intercourse part, right? And then the more I thought about it after this question, I was like, wait, people are like two islands and sex is like a bridge between them. Hmm. And like my side of the bridge is not the same as your side of the bridge. Your side might just, you know, you said you're always thinking about the intercourse side and I'm always thinking about the foreplay side or the connection side. Mm -hmm. And so those like here now hold your arm up and when those your side and my side meet, they are a bridge, right? Then we pound it. (laughs) They are the way that we (laughs) can actually connect and reach one another. Right. And I got to thinking about it because I think when people are, and I'm speaking for my own experience here, mm-hmm. when people have a, a distorted view of sex, which the majority of people do have mm-hmm. a distorted view of sex, either from uh, things like culture and pornography or whatever, or abuse or neglect of learning about sex or shame, all of those things, when you have a distorted view of sex, and it's typically women that have... Um, have this sort of distorted view of sex that 
is even harder for men because you're often thinking of intercourse. I'm not thinking of intercourse and women uh, are typically objectified more. So Mm -hmm. we have a different perception of sex. Mm -hmm. Something that's sexy to you is objectifying and scary to us. Mm. It can be. So we have to understand that we're different islands. We see things differently. But when someone is looking at sex and intimacy from a lens of hurt, they do not hear the like, oh, sex is connection. Sex is um, positive, like loving, biopsychosocial, spiritual. It's mm-hmm. healthy. They see threat. Like you are in, it's like the islanders that kill people who visit them. You know what I'm talking about? Like the right. people who are like super isolated and they just see everyone is a threat. Mm-hmm. Every person, doesn't matter if you're bringing me food, get out, you are a threat. Mm-hmm. And um, so often, so many people are like that. So many women, I think in particular, are, they're hurt. They're guarding themselves. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you have like a, a sex positive person like Tina Shermer Sellers, who's doing a great job saying, no, sex is good. It's great. And all they see is threat, threat, threat. Mm-hmm. Right. So I want to use, I don't know. I, I needed to say I, all that first. I think it's important to kind of get I that I think out. that is probably a better perspective than what I was going to say, because I would come at it from a therapist point of view and... I always love it when you give that perspective and we couldn't have it if you, you know, if it wasn't both of us doing Mm -hmm. the show. And I think, okay, let's just use our own lives again. I think that I was fairly sex positive always. I've, you know, it's like, and we've talked about this, like, you know, growing up in the South, you always went swimming. You only wear shorts in the summer. Mm -hmm. You don't care. You mean you did, not me. Well, yeah. yeah, Like growing up, like every lady wore a bikini and dudes just wore shorts. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it, it, you were body positive, matter, not right? that, just body positive. You're just yeah. body positive, right? And of course, sex was a part of that, right? And then coming in where you, I don't know, it was, it was different culture, obviously Seattle culture. You're a female, so you're going to think differently about it. And uh, we, we, honestly, I wish that, well, we still have a lot of work to do around that because I would absolutely love to just be completely sex positive, like, oh yeah, whatever. I have a lot to say about that, but I want to say, um, Kenan wrote, yes, I just want to worship her body, but I have been told it is too objectifying. Mm. So yes, there is. So, so it's like, um, it, the best example I can think of is like when a dog has been injured, like we had, we tried to buy a dog. We bought a dog that had been abused in the past. We didn't know. And that dog treated us like the abusers mm-hmm. every freaking day. We literally gave the dog back. We couldn't even, it would have taken our every effort in our life to make Mm -hmm. that dog almost normal. Mm -hmm. And it probably still would have never been normal. So it cowered from us. It hid from us. It went in the corner. It yelped all the time. And it was like, we are not hurting you. And so I think that that's what happens and what is happening when, uh, especially with, and again, I'm like really generally saying here, but when this is my experience too, as a woman, I was objectified since the time I was like 12 men would, you know, say comments about my body when I'm walking in the grocery store with my mom. And so that objectification makes you look at sex and intimacy as a threat. Right. Right. No matter how nice you are about it, how body positive you are, you can't step into my experience of sexuality and be like, well, let's just have sex more. I mean, I love you. It's the Mm -hmm. bridge. It's the blah. Like, but also at the same exact time, if I don't realize that I am... So do the bridge analogy thing again with your hands. So, we, like, you know, my hand, your hand makes the bridge together. Mm-hmm. I don't realize I've like retracted my side. Like I've put my side of the bridge up. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm, but I'm over here going, what? If you want sex, get it. 
but my bridge is up. I, he right, can't. Right. He cannot. Right? Okay, so here's another analogy that I have experienced myself and also deal with a lot. So I am, I, and I'm going to try my best to kind of break it down. But, okay, so, you know, everybody's talking about social justice, justice and equality and stuff, right? And a lot of, so being a male and not being objectified like a woman mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. and not having that experience, I have like, oh, well, let's just, yeah, let's just do this, you know, mm-hmm. but that is the wrong perspective. And I would analogize that to a, uh, a non-native person or a race. non-minority person yep. or, okay, let's just say it, um, white people mm-hmm. reaching out to other Thinking minority Thinking they have all the answers for everybody saying, else. I just want to help you. I just want to help you. And I've experienced this a million times. So... Being part native, and Melanie's part native too, and I've been working in Indian country for like 15 years, a lot of times and when I do presentations and stuff, non-native people say, oh, your presentation was so, and I just feel so bad in this, what can I do? I'm like, it is not my job to educate you about historical trauma, mm-hmm. intergenerational trauma, minority populations, all this stuff, right? So it is also not your wife's job because historically, there's been a power differential between men and women. Women have been objectified. Mm-hmm. So it's not your job to educate me on um, uh, your, the, the uh, your, ugh, let me, <laughs> I, I don't know if, if I know, maybe I know this what you is mean, just totally, I don't think it's out of left field. No, I'm just not, not doing good ex- no, it's explanation. Okay. I want to, I want to say something that Kenan said though. So Kenan said he wants to like worship his wife's body, right? Here's the thing. Um, and I, I would say, yes, do that. But first, ask your wife. Say it just like this. I love you so much. How can I worship your body? You are a goddess, and I want you to know that you are amazing. How can mm-hmm. I do that for you? And for the first 15 times, she's not going to know. She's going to feel weird. She's going to feel blah, 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 blah. She's going to feel all those to, things. It has to be nope, on don't you dare her talk. terms. Uh, but it, and it's something she has to learn. It is not something that we learned. Sex is uh-huh. almost, sex is very rarely safe sometimes for women. And I don't mean, I don't, that sounds like kind of too much when I just said that, but I don't think it is. So, I understand. You wouldn't, right? So when you approach me and you say, I just want sex, there is so, I immediately think of 15 reasons that might be painful. What, when is that going to happen? There's kids got to go to bed. Like I have a, like you say sex and all of a sudden a laundry list, like a to-do list mm-hmm. shoots down and I have go, oh, that, that, this. And so this, that's and this, where and this, the work that. on my part, I mean, I don't ever just say, hey, I want sex. If you did, I, I wouldn't be married to you. <laughs> right. But uh, so, but it is my part to do the, the foreplay beforehand and listen to her and ask her what she's saying. Like, okay, a non-native person, it's not my job to educate a non-native person. Sure, if they are respectful and have questions and stuff, you know, but if they come up and say, oh man, you're, you're part native. So, it, it happened yesterday. Don't fact, be unkind. I'm not being unkind. So a lady saw my tattoo, says Catawba Indian Nation, and she was like, is that you? And I was I was like, what? She's <laughs> like, is this you? This this on my arm? I was like, yeah. And she said, do you partake? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't say what. I was like, partake? I was like, yeah, culturally, it's a part of you know it's 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 part of what i do but she's like partake in what you know it's just like it's like she asking me if i smoke weed like you, you know partake? do you partake the dude abides you know <laughs> uh, what movie is that um 
Uh, I don't. I don't remember what movie Let's it is, see. but it was the weirdest question. And so it's not my job, or it's not it's not your wife's job to do that. I hope people. I hope we're not coming out of left field here or whatever. Oh my gosh, someone wrote something it. funny. It's really funny. Men think that they are adoring women. Ask women how they want to be worshipped because a boob honk in the kitchen is not adoration. Okay, I'll tell you a the truth. A boob honk? That is the funniest word I've Well, honk honk. That is absolutely true and I used to do that all the time and... Uh, you it know, doesn't work. You just dealt um, with it for a long time but then I realized like, oh, that's not... Respect, Big Lebowski. That's right. That's, that's what it is. The that's Big not Lebowski. respectful. Um, okay, so let's see. I'm but so I, thankful people are having this conversation. It's just difficult when we won't work through it unless we talk about it. That's exact amount. Yeah, someone else wrote. It's sometimes difficult to show that you want her and not objectify her. Yeah, that that is because sometimes I'm just like, oh my goodness, my 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 body or whatever is just like want it's like needing but, food okay but know? listen to this so when you know you have said like you've given me the signal oh i, I sex i would desire sex in the near future and you know <laughs> is that how i say <laughs> i'm just saying you've given me the signal but then now right. you know like immediately a laundry list goes when that happens mm. so one way that you can get what you want mm-hmm. is don't look at me look at the laundry list look at the laundry list right how can you address those things because those are a part of the my sexual experience those are things that impact it right. that uh, affect it mm-hmm. let's um i want to read one more question and it okay. relates you guys to this are question, blowing up the of. comments here which I is know. awesome so okay we're going to do one more question then we'll go to people's comments what are you doing I just trying to scroll up okay okay big lebowski yep again okay you ready this um, time what do you do when you mutually agree that it feels like you have exhausted all options and resources to make the marriage better and work and it feels like it's just not working We've been in therapy for nearing two years now. We've learned so much about ourselves, our marriage, and how to communicate, but we still don't have the marriage we want. Is this about managing expectations? We both agree divorce is not an option, but but for me. No, but for me, oh. it's just because I don't want to separate my family, not necessarily for the marriage itself. Thanks for reading. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to say right away. You said first last time. I have so many ideas about these questions. I've okay. like wrote stuff about them, and I've been thinking about it a lot. So one of the things that I'm hearing you say is so I, I wrote it down it says instead of seeing your marriage as a broken and exhausted thing i challenge you to envision what it would look like to take it and turn it into something revived and something new so um and this is an idea i learned from mel robbins the book i'm reading right now mm-hmm. and from joyce meyer but um it says nothing can be resurrected unless it is crucified now let me explain that mm. so nothing can be reborn unless it dies like a phoenix like fox in harry potter like he has to burn and crumble before he becomes another bird Mm -hmm. um and i don't mean you get a divorce that's not what i'm saying i'm saying you look at this you're saying gosh our marriage just feels crappy we've been in therapy for two years and blah 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 blah. now is the time when you go okay old that's the that's last year's chapter that's the old marriage that we had Mm -hmm. now instead of saying oh it's just bad how can we make it better we've tried everything now you say we're going to turn a page we're going to start a whole new chapter of the same marriage, and it's going to look completely different. And things that you were doing before, you don't do those things anymore. You take care of the kids, you do all this stuff, but you communicate differently. You, if you're still having sex, yes, I'm not someone, sure. you can have a second marriage within your same marriage. Yes, yes. Esther yes. Perel talks about this in her book. Ooh, I haven't her... read it, but I loved her podcast. It's awesome. Um, Uh, One of my clinical supervisors a long time ago uh, would give this advice. When you think that you've done everything, when you've tried your hardest, when you've dug down so deep, 
dig deeper. Like, dig deeper. Like, when you think you've exhausted everything, you actually haven't. Dig deeper. It's like I talk about in the David Goggins book. He talks about how we only give, we think our 60% is our 100%. What is that? Can't Hurt Me? Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. We think our 60% is our 100%, Mm -hmm. but in reality, we have 40% left in the tank. And, okay, I'm really good at giving advice and being a therapist and doing stuff, but sometimes I really suck at applying all this stuff. So I'm not just trying to give you advice and go oh yeah what i was nodding i was being silly to the oh i see and so sometimes i feel like a hypocrite in that but it's like uh, i know how to teach math but i can't do it Uh, that's a weird analogy but let me say something really quickly because when you start this new chapter and and i want to use this analogy um i can drive down the road or i can walk down the road backwards right i can look backwards Mm -hmm. at where i've been and i can walk backwards down the road but i'm gonna walk really slow I mm-hmm. might fall over. I might veer into the ditch accidentally mm-hmm. like a hundred times, but You'll I can focus do it. on where you've been. I can do it, right? Yeah. If that's if I'm focusing on where I've been, where I came from. I don't want you to do that. I want you to turn around, look into the future that is going to be nothing like your past. It is not anything like where you've been because you're going to have a new goal, a new trajectory, a new passion, a new enthusiasm and excitement. And the way you're going to do that is you're going to set goals. You're going to ask yourselves, what do you want? Not what do, did we have? What was bad? What do we want? We're going to envision this new chapter of our marriage. So in the new chapter of our marriage, maybe it's we don't watch TV two hours a night because maybe that's a triggering thing that's really not helpful for Mm -hmm. your marriage. Mm -hmm. In this new chapter of our marriage, we don't... by, you know, eat out every day. I don't know what it is, what it, the things are for your marriage. In this new chapter, we we try to have like really amazing sex twice a month. Like we spend, we like devote a day to it or a half of a day to that is the day that we do this thing, right? And so in this new chapter, you're putting to bed the things that you don't want, but you're not staring at them. Like you're right. not going, oh, those things that were so bad. How do we get past this? And mm-hmm. we're just staring at so it. So there's, there's this saying, don't look back. That's not the way you're going Ooh, kind of thing. Like and that. yeah, I like it. Like I said, I have a lot of quips and stuff and it's really hard to uh, yeah. uh, implement those. Hold, so Hold on, wh- but it ties, I want to say this though too. It ties to the first question about um, having not had sex for a year. Because one of the problems in that question, one of the complicated things in that is you're saying, gosh, this this is what I've been through. This thing is the thing I've been through. I'm so sad about it. I don't know what to do. I'm trying so hard. So when you have this conversation with your wife, when you say, let's let's start a new chapter and you, you say, what do we need to step into this new space of being together? And you say what you want. Because I notice when we argue, you almost never say mm. what you want. That's true. And I ask you over and over and over, I say, I hear that you're hurt. I apologize for the thing I've done. I know that that wasn't right, or I know that it frustrated mm. you. What Sometimes do you want? Sometimes when I'm flooded, I can't think of what I want. So it's just but, like I but, have this quiver of arrows shooting. Yeah, you. and so that's, and that's, and that's why we don't want to get to the point where we're flooded. And right. we can control all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. In our new chapter of our marriage, we're going to. So we're going to talk about this in a way that we've never talked about it before. Not when we're going to be intimate. We're going to talk about it at a different time. Right. Tony Robbins talks about if you want to change something, sometimes you have to take massive action. Mm-hmm. You know, And therapy once a week is not massive action. Like Sometimes I say that with clients that I've had for a long time. I was like, how can I expect change when they're spending 45, 50 minutes with me one time a week? Mm-hmm. That's okay, but it has to... It has to be, uh, you have to supplement that with other things. Community, audiobooks. Facebook groups, audiobooks, podcasts, uh, uh, 
I don't know, shooting emails to us and asking engaging, us questions. Engaging um, thoughtfulness. What you focus on will expand. That's right. So Melanie, the analogy walking backwards, she's if you're I'm I'm focusing on back here. My my back is turned to the camera right now. I'm focusing where I've been, how it's been, not where I'm going, right? So if I focus on a forward looking thing i'm moving forward mm-hmm. so okay where focus goes energy flows boom mm-hmm. you're my people <laughs> and the other thing too i wanted to say is like with the top question you know how do i how do we have sex more than one time a year it kind of goes back to like what the question of how do i adore my wife's body i don't know how and it's not is it objectifying we have to reframe and re-understand what intimacy is what our goals are and how we mm-hmm. achieve them and oftentimes um we we are so like one side. It's like we have blinders on, like a horse. Right. Like we can't. We're not addressing and looking at the entire global picture of our relationship, our personalities, our personal experiences, mm-hmm. and those blinders literally stop us from connecting. It's like if Seth and I are standing right next to each other and I have blinders on, I don't even know he's there, mm-hmm. right? And so we have to really remove these things, think really critically about these uh, the differences and how to fix them and how to approach it, and maybe it's. Maybe you have a conversation where you say, hey, honey, I've just noticed we haven't had sex for a year and I would love to start having more sex. How can we do that? How could I honor you in that? Mm-hmm. What would make you uh, like what would make you feel really safe and loved if we could do that? Right. So start asking different questions. Not how can uh, I would like to have sex? You know, yeah. not that you're doing yeah. that. I don't think that you're doing that. Uh, a, a good book for the one guy maybe um, comes the, you are the one guy. The for, sorry, for the guy that uh, the said, yeah, every time um, about not having sex for a oh. year, um, learn about your wife's body. You know, a book, Emily Nagoski, Come As You Are. It's a really good book. So one, one person says, hold on. I'm finally able to enjoy you. Hello from Australia. Good day. That's awesome. Where it's presently midnight. My fiance, Jess, and I love you too and have been so encouraged and inspired from your podcast over the past two years. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Thank you for saying hello. We will come to Australia if a church will pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Or you. Or you, sure. Um, Right. Uh, But I I think that there's something to that. I was thinking about this the other day and I just wanted to say it before I forgot. I think behind stuff like we only have sex once a year is, is pain. I think there's a lot of pain behind mm-hmm. that. And I don't think that sex is the answer. I don't think more sex is the answer. The more sex isn't going to heal that. There's a pain that needs to be addressed. But it can be addressed in a mm-hmm. loving way that feels inviting, safe. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, But often we go, something's wrong with you. Right. You need therapy. Go get therapy. Yeah. But if, if the other things are addressed in that way, then s- connection and pleasure, i.e. sex, will be a byproduct of that. I don't know if you said that right. I feel like that was confusing to me, but I... No, heal the pain, process that, Mm -hmm. communicate all this stuff, and then sex will be after that. It's not sex, and then Mm -hmm. everything is downriver from that. So Mm -hmm. we're coming up on 25 minutes. What else? What other summary? What are we doing this weekend? Does anybody care? Does anybody know? Oh, I don't know. Um, send in your questions though and we can answer more we have a bunch still sort of in the queue there to answer anyway but keep them coming keep on uh, interacting on Instagram live and also Facebook live one thing that we haven't said in a while I want you guys to go to patreon.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to consider donating if this has been helpful is if this is a literal daily dose of quick marriage therapy every single morning please Show us your appreciation and support by going to patreon.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Donate anything you want, a dollar, 50 cents. Anything absolutely helps. So we appreciate all of our patrons, pa- patrons 
that have done that and we really really appreciate it mm-hmm. no joke so and our goal that. is to make this our career so it would be awesome if you could support us in that goal another way you can support us is going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review and we read them on the show which is really fun mm-hmm. and it's really encouraging so please go rate and review the show that helps other people find us as well to know that our show is like worth listening to and spending their day with That's us right. we mentioned a couple of books Emily Nagoski Come As You Are also anything Tony Robbins you can get it for free at audibletrial.com mm-hmm. forward slash anatomy The David Goggins one. David um, Goggins, that's right. Mel so. Robbins, I've just finished her third book, and they are f- all of them are phenomenal. The, the woman cusses like a sailor, but it's a, a f- really amazing. I love it. And yes, yeah, so check out any Mel Robbins book. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get a free audiobook on us. All right. And have an amazing day. Thank you so much for hanging out and for your questions. I can't wait to answer more tomorrow. Saturday? Yeah. You never want to do it on the weekends, and I kind of do. So, all right. Maybe we'll do it. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.